0: Hey y'all, this is Joe Tower, and here is a little treatise on some changes we're making at Tales of Male Folly to better reflect what we think y'all want. And also, what the fuck is going on in the world around us? Tales of Male Folly will now alternate the lineups of its live shows with all male and all female performers. And, I don't know, there may even be periods of time where we'll be predominantly or forever female. We choose to be on the right side of this goddamn revolution, guys. In addition, we're adding a bonus feature to our podcast. Each month, we'll release our usual two new storytelling episodes by two new storytellers recorded live at one of our past shows, but also we'll be including a third and an additional episode. A one-on-one conversation between me and a past or current performer who, for whatever reason, needs a little more time at the mic. It'll be a discussion about individual and specific tales of folly, but also the role that both tales and folly play in all of our lives. This month only, in lieu of the second storytelling episode, we'll be releasing our first one-on-one episode exclusively to give it the attention it's due. But don't worry, starting again next month, you'll get your full folly menu for all your folly needs. They say a good rule of thumb for the persistence of a thing is to have a theme and stick to it, so your audience can count on what you have to deliver. But when we started this storytelling show almost three years ago, as sort of a surface-level laugh about dudes, we didn't know what the state of things was going to be today. So I think a good rule of thumb for the persistence of this thing, our thing, is to evolve with the times. And if that means we're an all-male storytelling show that's suddenly now mostly female, so be it. What we have to deliver is good stories. Stories that offer a certain brand of shameful relatability. Shame around the choices we've made in our lives that aren't the proud, valiant, admirable choices, but rather the self-serving and stupid choices of the asshole, the idiot, the buffoon, of the simple-minded human who, in that particular moment, was just trying to get through, man. It doesn't matter who you are, you've all got a real good story about doing dumb shit. In a set of circumstances where male folly played out from the stage into real life, after our first ladies-only show last November, my producer Brian and I managed to lose the sound file containing the recording of the show. It was an epic show, too. And as a way to rectify that shitty situation, we have reached out to all the ladies in that lineup and asked if they'd be comfortable having a one-on-one conversation with me, Joe Tower, about their story, female folly, and how stories of folly play parts in their lives overall. Now, one bonus episode per month will be this one-on-one conversation with someone who's done our show, perhaps a storyteller that performed before we started recording the shows, perhaps a performer who didn't feel comfortable with their story ending up on the podcast, friends of the show, enemies of the show, the performers, actors, writers, storytellers, comedians, and artists of every medium who have made this show what it is. But, ladies first. And so, for all of your listening pleasures, I'd like to present our inaugural Tales of Male Folly one-on-one. From City Tavern in Culver City, this is my conversation with stand-up, storyteller, actor, and writer, Jenna Brister. Jenna is a five-time Moth Story Slam winner, can be seen in the feature film Permanent, and is the writer for the lifetime made-for-TV movie Killer Twin. She is, without a doubt, a Tales of Male Folly MVP and one of the coolest chicks I've ever known. Here's our Tales of Male Folly one-on-one. So, like also, in Chicago, I yeah. feel like everything was sort of tied to booze in some way. And in California, I got to be a little bit more conscious of it because there are people that don't, there are people that can't. And I want to be sensitive to all that shit. And like, it's not really part of the culture as much. Mm-hmm. But
1: I'm always, like, respectful of it. Like, I'm never surprised when I hear someone's like, no, I'm actually not drinking. I'm like, mad respect.
0: You always relieve me, because, like, <laughs> even when we did that storytelling benefit show, you were like, I'm going to get a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, thank <laughs> God, me too. Let's go. These okay. noon show times,
1: outside at noon, I'm like, I have to have a drink. I don't, there yeah. is something, like, yeah. I think comedic and cultural about it.
0: I agree. It's a crutch. It's, it's a beautiful com- crutch And it's a and communion. It. Yes. And it's like. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, we're um, all having a good time. And you got
0: know? you know. God, like, knock on wood. i I've, I mean, I've had my, I definitely have a sordid past with like getting in trouble and booze was involved. But totally. knock safe. on wood. I've never felt I had, like I've never had a problem. So or felt that I had to. I've but woken up outdoors. That to me would I'm like. Oh, no, I don't. You okay? I can't say that, Jenna. I haven't either. That's why I haven't stopped. Oh, that's brilliant. Right? Yeah. Until you up, do it and you're woke like, up you're Outdoors fine. in New Orleans, though. Which is sort of par for the course. Yeah. And it was my last night in town, so I oh, feel yeah. like that was legit. Yeah. Totally. I hear you. I might even get a cocktail. Is that crazy? Oh, I'm getting get a beer. Up, okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. I Thank have... you so much again for having me. This is so fun. No, I... Any excuse to see you guys. Ever? Oh my god. Like... Uh, of course. Yeah. And also, I feel terrible about losing that show, file. The show yours, the show that you did oh, for Tales. Del- don't even worry. Don't. I know. I still. But feel it's probably bad. hard
1: after all that work. Uh, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. This is great. Oh, this is so great.
0: So you did our show, and I lost the file.
1: It happens. That was a great show. I remember. It was a
0: great show. Um, you are one of my favorite storytellers. So nice! All Thank time. you. That's so you sweet. You are the best. And Thank so uh, I just want to like revisit the story you told. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about, and I may ask you to touch on one of my favorites of your stories, just because. Perfect. Um, but. It was about a. It was about a boy. A dating snafu. A dating snafu, if yes. you will. Yes. Yes. Is that part of? Is that part of the chorus for female folly? You think like what's so? Male folly is easy. I feel like. I feel like female folly is more elusive. That's where I'm like. Yeah. I had so we did an all ladies one this last one in. Uh, uh, March, and the question came up that was like. Is this, are these stories about male folly told from a female, female perspective? Or are they stories of female folly? And I was like, I think they gotta be stories about female folly because we can't make female folly about men, also. About, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. So, what, what do you think? Because I think the root of, at the root of male folly is always like not wanting to be misinterpreted or not wanting to be judged as like a, dudes don't want to like, I hope they don't think I'm a pussy or I hope they don't think I'm capable. Or More I like
1: approving. Proving, proving yeah. to others. Yeah. I feel like women, a lot of it's proving to self.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, I just realized that. Because like I think a lot of my, especially like that dating snafu story, a lot of mine come from like me, confidently marching towards disaster, not even realizing it. Just like in the dark, marching towards the edge of a cliff for the sake of love and of self-preservation. And then when it goes awry, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, oh, that's
0: that. interesting. Yeah. Which do you guess, have a, Do you have a lot of stories of like dating st- prior because you're in a very committed relationship right yes, now? I am. With yeah. a spectacular gentleman. Yes, he's um, wonderful. Do you feel like you've had a lot of those? Do you feel like it's uh, sort of the female, because Molly always talks about like the plight of like young females is to just date dudes that are horrible and be bad at dating until. Until we figure like, it we, out. We, yeah, until you figure totally. it out. Totally. I think a lot of mine,
1: especially a lot of my early stories, when I first started really doing this, like at the Moth in New York, they were all like, because I was not a Casanova growing up, you know? I was a very late bloomer. You'd be very surprised. Um, but most of my stories of, like, snafus are me trying to impress a man I have a crush on yeah. and he has no idea. And I'm doing it, like, at a summer camp or, like, and I I misfire. A lot of misfires. It's, ne- it's not usually us already in, like, a romantic partnership. It's me being like, you know what's going to be impressive? Me wearing the Spanx unitard and flying out the back of a speedboat. And then, like, I get badly injured, and then he's not impressed, and we don't oh, start yeah. dating. And also, maybe, like, like, <laughs> like, just concerned for your well-being. Yes, yes. Never romantically. still breathing? Yes, yeah. Uh, it's never like, wow, that confident little maniac who stole my heart. It's like, oh, wow, she's in, nuts. In the unitard. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: I, I feel like I, men have some of those. Like, men, de- <laughs> like, definitely when we're young... Yeah. There's like a, that idea of trying to impress someone <laughs> yeah. that may not have any idea. We want to impress yes. someone before we actually let them know that we're interested. Yes. So it's like maybe I'll just skip that step mm-hmm. and go right to impressing them. Yeah. Look how, t- look how fast I can run. Exactly. Look and like, how far I can kick a soccer ball. Yeah. Katie Chapman look how far i could kick a soccer ball i tried to impress Katie chapman when i was like 6 Yeah, with my soccer prowess Yeah, I'm terrible at soccer not athletic not athletic. so like yeah. no not didn't, meant do to be. Any, didn't do any yeah. good yeah. not meant to be exactly yeah.
1: it's so it is interesting like and so much of it does come back to like that fear of rejection you know and i think like that story i told i like, think it was on a first date i went on with this guy who i recognized cuz he was like on a tgif show Ooh. and so i mean of course if you're which single which is righteous yeah you're well, going to say that story it's too it's so la it's so la uh, can
0: i ask how long ago the story this
1: oh probably I mean probably four years yeah four or so years ago so you're single single. you're in LA yeah
0: you're doing the biz stand up writing etc yeah exactly where did you meet oh backstage
1: at Artie Lang at the Staples Center yeah because one of my, my good friends like opened for Artie, and so they're like, "Do you want to go backstage?" And I was like, "Okay." Like I'm not like, a diehard Artie fan, you know. I mean, I hope he's doing well. And uh, so then afterwards, we all went backstage, and there was like this. They were like, "Oh, do you want to meet Artie?" And I was like, "Okay." And so I like, go back, and there's like a single file of women. It's been, This is pre-me too. This is pre-times up, because this would never happen now. Totally. And he was like on the other side of a room on a couch, and women were allowed to one by one go like hug him. And I was like, "No, I'm not doing this." So I like hung back, and then I ended up talking to this TGIF guy, and then he, yeah, then. He I mean that's
0: all bananas. It's like all bananas. Whole...
1: Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, it was like very job of the hut. Like that's what it felt like. You know, like he was on the first time. Like he side was hand. just
0: like taking audio. Yes, yeah, like yeah. The yeah. Hope.
1: yeah. And I was like, no dude, no, Please I'm not. sorry. No.
0: I beg you not. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, that wouldn't I mean that wouldn't we happen are, now. Like yeah. we're in
1: such Different time Even four years ago Where well, that was okay To like lure women Into the green room and we're going like Deeper
0: Every <laughs> yes. Like every news cycle uh, It's like one Every Morgan single thing. Freeman now Yeah like, and
1: even this morning I guess as we're recording this Weinstein oh, hard, turned himself tea? in In Huffs. New York Yeah uh, Yeah. I'm win. so curious To see what's gonna happen It's so a win Yeah I, know.
0: I yeah. know Well I mean like What does it end up being Like a couple months In like white collar jail Or like
1: Playing tennis You know Slap bad, a the Bad men yeah, 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 exactly. Totally. Yeah, that's what they totally.
0: do. Yeah. So you meet this guy, the TGIF actor, yeah. who shall remain nameless for anonymity's sake. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so of course I was like, yeah, I'd love to go on a date, you know? It's,
0: and that's another thing, too, about getting old. Did you guys have, was it natural right away? Did it seem like...
1: Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, he's very funny. Very funny. And I love, like... like you know, just smart, funny people, you yeah. know? And, I, and But again, this is the storyteller in us, I couldn't wait to tell my sister and all my friends. I was like, I don't care what happens. No matter what happens, this is a story.
0: You're in it for the material. Yeah, yeah.
1: and like, I mean, not to sound heartless, because of course you want to go on a nice date, but come on, man, that's well, so funny.
0: Of course you're always <laughs> trying to live your authentic life, but and my Molly is like yes. such a great example of this, because she's the kind of person that like, yes, I will go deep. Yes. And knowing that it's gonna be a disaster. Yeah. And I will still do it for the sake of the story later. Because
1: it's gonna be a really good story. Because yeah, exactly. no one got anywhere just saying no to a bunch of stuff. Right.
0: Well that's the issue. <laughs> I think like that really separates because I definitely like have never thought of my life in terms of stories I was gonna tell. And I feel like as a Like, if I were an active, like a very active storyteller, it would be hard for me to like mine my life. Okay. Because I don't have. But Molly was like, and like, there is that sense of like, there are those people that are like, oh, no, no. This is it. This is the magic story. yeah. Yeah. That's my end game. Yeah. My end game is not even getting out of the situation alive. Yeah. It's like getting to. Stay, the, getting to the
1: mic 100% and paying attention to like the details that's what I noticed too yes. like I remember there's been so many instances in my life with that too where something started to unfold like when I was getting I was at a high end day spa and started getting this like is, a happy ending this is and the I story. remember yeah that's, just, that's the
0: story it's maybe top five oh. best stories of all time I think that is so because that's the one you told The Bachelor that's the one yes, you told yes, The Bachelor yeah yeah exactly. it is like and it's funny because even before we met and even before I saw you do that story, like Molly and Jesse were talking about that, oh, that story. They were gonna like, add
1: Sunday Night Sex Talks. Like, you
0: would not believe. She's got this story that was fucking bananas and like it's great. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. it was like, it was already like in the lore of storytelling before, and it is perfect. Because
1: it's something that like doesn't happen, you know? Right. And let alone with someone who's like, you know, like I think I was at the place where. I was single, also. Went yeah. to get a massage. You know, I have an open heart, but I don't go into it thinking like, all right, I'm gonna pay for acts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I remember, I, as it started- And also, like, it
0: was like, like a known, pretty well-known yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: a huge corporate place. Yeah. But like, there was no penetration, just to anyone listening. Um, but as like, things started getting fresh, you know, like kissing or whatever, I was like, oh my god, I I can't wait to tell this at the mom. Like that's, and that's my problem, is that I'm such a, it's so ingrained, that I was like, no, just enjoy this. But then it was like, no no remember everything it's always looking around getting the details I was like I was like what music's on oh serenity jams you know what does it smell like lavender like that's the storyteller in me It's almost like, it's like a two-headed monster in my brain. this
0: moment, but also, I could win the moth with this. Yeah.
1: I got second place at the Grand Slam. Oh, it's fucking great. Dave Ross beat me with a drug story.
0: Oh, man. I love Dave Ross. Yeah, absolutely, but this story should have. It's
1: one of those, I went early. Anyone who knows, I went second. It was never meant to be. But it's so fun to tell because it is one of those things where you're like, as it's happening, and you have so many thoughts, you know. I think with any sort of life-changing first-time thing, yeah. there's so much going through your brain, you know. Yeah. I was
0: like, Well, I think there's something, and I want to definitely want to get back to the, your story from the show, but I think there's something, and you would know better because you did you move from stand-up to storytelling or like yes. where? Okay, so you were doing stand-up first, and you still do stand-up.
1: Yeah, I still do stand-up, and I realized like a lot of my stand-up was storytelling. You know, I was, like, trying to find stories to tell on stage because, especially in New York, there was such a mix of people. Yeah. I started doing, like, a club in Times Square when I was, like, 23, I think. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what? Well, is and also,
0: remember? like, no one gets into storytelling thinking, no. like, this is going to be my way in. Yeah, right?
1: or that it, there's even a world of competitive thematic storytelling. Right,
0: except maybe Margot Lightman. Like, yes, she was the yes. only one that was like, yeah. no, that has been fighting for it since the get-go. Exactly. But I,
1: I met her. She was my teacher oh my at God. UCB storytelling.
0: I, I said to Jesse, I was like, when we sat down, I was like, So, are you the godmother of storytelling in LA? She was like, No, Margot Margo Lightman. Lied, yeah. <laughs> I am the fairy godmother <laughs> yeah. of storytelling. I was like, perfect 100%, perfect. 100%. So, at what point does storytelling come along for you?
1: Oh, I was probably uh, 24, had been doing stand-up for a couple years, yeah. and I think I went to a mock. Yeah. And I, I walked in, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. People do this, and they're not comedians. And I love that. I love the fact that it's not these like, oh, we got one-liners for days. It was like, no, these are like real people. Yeah. Smart storytellers, you know? And it's like, it can be about the most mundane thing, but that's kind of like the best dinner parties you go to. Like, that's what it felt like. I was like, okay, how? Would I tell this at a dinner party. Yeah. The story about you know
0: to like one person sitting across. Totally.
1: Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so that's how you do it. And so then I started getting into it and it was the most fun fun thing ever. Because real life is ridiculous. True life is like the funniest. I mean, right? Like how was it for you? did you start telling like
0: Well, I I, I think like I mean, one of the main reasons like, I feel like I even remotely have an understanding of it is because of Molly. Okay, yeah. I made, she's amazing. Um, I a, she's amazing. I met her doing storytelling, and she I blew made, my mind. Yeah. She's like one of the... She has like... She's like one step... She also like... I think, especially doing her one-person shows, she has a, a knowledge about telling a good story. But also how the audience is perceiving you. And she always says that like, you know, she would come out and she would do these shows about all of her like sexual mishaps. Mm-hmm. And she'd be in her red lipstick with her hair blown out and her heels on. And the audience was Totally non responsive. Yes, they, yes. And then the yeah. moment she did a show in her glasses, glasses. and her ponytail, <laughs> yes. no makeup, yes. and her fucking flats, all of a sudden the audience was into it. And I, I think what I, what I drew from that was like a real understanding of like how the audience perceives you. And I think doing Tales of Male Folly, I've started to, I'm only really at this point getting like a very clear understanding of what the show demands of the content. And so I think it'll get... I'll get, like, a little more stricter, Like, a little more strict every show. Because I... I each... Like, each time... You know, the, the few times that I've had, like, a performer be like, hey, will you take a look at this story? I'm getting... I, I have a better sense of, like, what notes to give. Or, like, this phrase works this way, but not this way. Don't ever say this. Yes. Like, these are the things that are going to make the audience disconnect from you. Especially under the umbrella of what our show is. I feel like it's a fine line. And definitely what I'm asking people to do is like horrible. Because I am like, (laughs) I am asking them to like strip away all of their like tripwired knee-jerk self-protection. Totally. No ego. Which is like just talk and be as like raw nerve as you fucking possibly can and don't ever pull back. Yeah. And that's hard. It's hard not to be like oh, I did this thing, but I'm not a horrible person. Like, just say you did the thing. See how it goes. Totally, because
1: chances are someone, multiple someones are like, I did that too.
0: Yeah. Relating is huge. Yes, yes, absolutely. So you get a date with TGIF.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. And well, that, I, I love what you said, though, about, like, Molly switching up her appearance. I've totally had that happen, and that's actually a Margot Lightmanism, you know, if and also anyone listening. She has two books out.
0: She two has, books out. Well, now docu- memoir, yes. but then it's yeah. also, like, the
1: last the storytelling, storytelling book, book yeah. you'll ever need. Yes. Um, but one thing we did at the start of her class, this was maybe 10 years ago in New York. Oh, my God, it was 10 years ago. Is that before Is that everyone knew each other? Yeah, it's crazy. Holy shit, it was Yeah, yeah. I met, like, Becky Slum, like, all these people. Um, We had to go one by one out in the hall. And you walk in, and everyone in class writes down their first impressions of you. Yeah. And then when we went on a r- around and read them, I it blew my mind and opened up everything. Everyone said that I looked like I would be the crazy one on Real World, <laughs> and then I'd be like the wi- yeah. They're like, oh, that's the wild one, and I was I like, love it. oh, good to know. Yeah. Like, not, you know.
0: I got that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay, yeah. I did it. Like, I went to theater school, so like we had to do that kind of shit too. Yeah. And anytime if I walked in a room and then I sat down to like answer some questions or be interviewed. It It was always like me then trying to, like, self-correct because everybody was like, first impression was like, you look like the kind of guy that knows where the party is. And I was like, right, <laughs> right, yes. oh, yes. right, 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 right. Good to know. That's accurate. Yes, yeah. But it, is, it totally is a tool in
1: it's storytelling. It's funny because it's totally
0: inaccurate because I feel like I am a...
1: Always texting people and be like, where's the party? Where yeah.
0: is the party? <laughs> yeah. I'm still in my pajamas. Where's the party? Yeah. 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 I'm halfway through Narcos so on Netflix. Yes. Where's the party? Yes. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. So did you feel like you had to, like, that you, like, calibrated like how you come off when you walk on stage at a storytelling show?
1: 100%. 100%. I think before I was always like, like I rarely even wear a dress or a skirt to perform. There's something old school. I don't know why.
0: I feel like. There's like, like, well, especially audiences, men and women alike are totally judged. Totally judged. Yeah.
1: We're like, times I've gotten super glammed up. No one believes that I have snafus. And I'm like, also if you're listening, I'm like a seven. If I, if everyone does it, I have an eight. Like if I have a team, but like I'm not, I'm no, I'm not a 10. I'm a 10 in Home Depot that's from Washington oh my god but like yeah Home Depot I am a perfect 10
0: I'm a Midwestern 10 oh my god isn't sure. it so fun Mid-Western, going yeah. back yeah, yeah I'm like oh, absolutely I'm like oh this is it well, yeah. I should live here and then you I'm like no I'm not I shouldn't yeah. sub-zero temperatures no yes. wonder I'm a 10 yes because <laughs> I can still maintain some color in exactly. sub-zero temperatures exactly. that's why yeah
1: but it is such like an interesting thing when telling stories you know yeah. to know like oh okay they have people have judgments that's what we do every yeah. time yeah. even at the moth. like I remember when my favorite stories I saw I was in a Grand Slim I was in in New York and uncharted territory was the theme and this little woman got up she was maybe in her 70s Mrs. Potts you know had like a gray bob I was like this is the cutest little grandma I've ever seen yeah. and she told a story about how her husband cheated on her and she started dating um, a man who was into BDSM and so they were going to go to like uh, a conference in North Carolina he got sick she went alone so here's like this Mrs. Potts grandma talking about how the way that she knew how to knit really well helped her in the um harness workshop and how about turning kitchen at a like a kitchen maid mixer into a sex toy and I was like well, that's, I, it. that's on me for judging you being this like yeah. like no you've lived another life.
0: But that's also you have to have her, her appearance and that story together is like it's cool. perfect because
1: yeah. She's not this like, you know, strung well, out, whatever. Margo
0: actually has another, Margot Lightman, if you're listening multiple to this, shout-outs, a tag Mar- tag it when it's multiple <laughs> oh, shout outs. Uh, she's getting a hashtag for this one. Um, she also has another great comment or another great like note about certain things to leave out so the audience doesn't judge you. She was talking about like, I think a moth performance she had where in like the first line of the story, this dude mentioned That he'd gone to Yale. Oh, yes. Uh And if he'd left it out, the story wouldn't have changed. And it's like the moment you say that you did your undergrad at Yale, everybody's like, oh, judged you. Judged you. Instantly.
1: 100%. So everyone has their notions of Yale. Uh,
0: and what dudes that went to Yale are like. Mm-hmm. No offense yeah. to my people out there who went to Yale. Yeah.
1: And if they slip up, you're like, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no one you, feels you bad for you. You fucking went to Yale, <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Oh, my God. So, yeah, always leading with, like, the universal thing. Yeah, something, like, absolutely. Something broad or, like, just a class. Like, as much... Fuck as you can put on yourself. I feel like it stacks the deck in your favor 100%. every time as much as you can take like ownership mm-hmm. over how badly you screwed up.
1: Yeah. And I think what what's so good about this show too is like letting go of the idea that anyone is perfect. I think that's something I've gotten so much better at as I get older. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't expect other people around me to have it figured out. Nobody like, so knows why anything. why am I feeling yeah. shy about yeah. the fact that I'm you know, yeah. ways that I've been a total
0: mess. 100%. Yeah. Or, like, anytime we get worried about, anytime I get worried about being, like, a rookie or a novice of something, I'm like, nobody knows anything. Nobody
1: knows anything. Nobody knows anything. Ever.
0: Ever. Um, so, TGIF oh, date. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys meet backstage. He asks you out on a date. Yeah, call like, me the next day.
1: Because that's what yeah. you do. You Constantly know, that's what the you next do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, go on a date, why not? Let's oh, yeah. do it. And so, um, Can't wait to tell my sister about this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I was like, this no matter what, this is already hilarious. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. like, it's TGIF. Yeah. I grew up on
0: this. 100%. Um,
1: but the, the fun part of the story is that he ends up bringing his friend, who turns out later, I find out once later, it was his ex-wife on our first that date. Is. And I, I think the Jenna that went on that date, I was like, oh, I love her. Oh, just blindly, like, marching towards.
0: Did, did you guys, were going to, like, an award show oh, yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah, it was, like, a premiere. we were, like like in a, in a limo. Limo. Or, He drove us. Or he d- it- yeah. With her And yeah. you yeah. And him And me not
1: knowing And it's like Thinking back now I'm like oh man But also like That's so funny A little shame on him For not being <laughs> like
0: Yo um, We're gonna be joined by third Yeah It's my ex-wife Yeah totally Don't Don't sweat Yeah All good Totally Like and anything
1: Anything And I, I, I think you and I both Like I still come from the age Where I don't always I don't google people Or at least what I was right. I mean I'm, obvi- I'm in a relationship now For three years almost Yeah yeah. But, like, back, like I would never Google someone. I don't think I I Googled about that. Molly. You Googled okay? First yeah, what'd
0: you find? I went to her yes. website. I went to her website. Yes. And she had a really good website at the time. That makes sense. She had uh, a bunch of shots that Robin von Swank, nice. who also did our wedding photos, mm. is one of the greatest photographers in Los Angeles. Nice. Um, she had these great shots and, like, stuff she had to about wipe her shots. You gotta wipe that up. I knew I was like I gotta lock yeah. this <laughs> down, down. <laughs> and then I love that. And then I can totally rely on her for supporting me uh, emotionally.
1: Yes. Oh God, that's what it is, right? Oh,
0: crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. Did they have a kid together? His ex-wife. No. So they were just like good friends. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Still really good friends, and and I, mean, I think good, that's, for yeah, good for them. Yeah. But it's one of those things too. Where like blindly going into stuff. I mean, that's like most of my follies are like, oh, I have this to 100% figured out. I'm going on a date with this teacher. I'm an adult. And I'm like, no, no. I'm the third wheel on like a X date. Oh, we're like no potential to reconcile it. Like, why am and I there? Like The
0: third wheel on your I'm own date. The, on my
1: own date. On my own date. And I didn't find out later until like, I saw IMDb and I was like, oh, I could have figured this out before the date if I would
0: have Googled and it. would have taken like one, yeah. like, just like a little one two Two clicks. clicks. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so I I think that to me too was like, all right, okay. Maybe I don't know
0: everything. I like how positively you enter every situation though. Because in that story too, I felt like the whole audience was waiting for when it was going to turn. Because yes. you really were like, you were like building that sense of being like, eh, I'm sure it's fine. This yeah. is totally great. This is totally great. It's so great. I like that sort of relentless positivity. Yes. You know, yeah. at least you're not going into every situation cynical. Yeah, that's true. To be like, can oh, also cause know. a little like
1: yeah, absolutely, I knew, I mean, it was so funny, because there's so many funny details even from that night, like when, you know, she asked me how old I was and stuff like that, I was like, I think I was 31 at the time, I'm not 20, you know? Yeah,
0: what's, go- wait a minute, yeah, was this and, an like, interview? Like, it's
1: just a weird, and like, I should, there's all these red flags now looking back, I'm like, oh, why would she care? Oh, because it's his her ex-husband. <laughs> yeah, where like, oh, of course she wants to know how old I am.
0: <laughs> he wants an, she wants to know who her ex-husband <laughs> is dating. Exactly.
1: And, and it didn't even occur to me. To me, mind. it was just... It was kind of rude. You know? Or I was like, well, I didn't ask her, because I don't do that. It's like, I have like, manners. It's like, like
0: a m- male perspective.
1: Would you ever do that? Like... Man, like...
0: I actually do have an ex-wife. <gasps> yes. Yeah, I was married that. once before too. Yeah.
1: Oh, there. Yeah. yeah right. Hey.
0: Cheers to the
1: new year. To the yeah. second <laughs> wife, around. Molly.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Um, so you know. I have a. I have, we had a very. We were very young, mm-hmm. and we had a very amicable split. And I care for her very much. Oh, and my. I think she's a rad person. And I think we were both. It was just like the, a mistake that a couple yeah. of kids made. Yeah. And not even. Nice. I think like. You know, under different circumstances, it could have been different, but that's not the point. And no way, we were we were fr- we were friendly after our divorce, yeah. and no way I ever would have even. Told her about my dating. Life. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So totally. interesting. Let alone bring her along. Like,
0: Do you still talk to him? Are you still
1: Oh yeah, we're still friends. Oh, yeah, cool. He would like come to shows and great. bring me. Over. Yeah, so I he's like really lovely. He's like a very, rad supportive very, guy, Really supportive. He's like very nice. Very funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no yeah. no bitter, you know, yeah. No, no, yeah. Was,
0: well that's the other good thing yeah. about the great thing about that story. Yeah. It's like there's no bad blood.
1: No bad blood. Yeah. But you're right, like knowing what we know now, there's that scene like in Wedding Crashers. Remember when Rachel McAdams and Christopher Walk in our flower shopping. And yes. she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I get the votive ro- the of whatever? Yeah. And he's like, All you can do is make the best decision you can with the information you've been given. And I'm like, That is the best life slash dating advice I've ever heard.
0: It really is. Like
1: getting married, like saying, like I, I did it with all the information I had. Then I got other info, and then I been, made a different
0: choice. But I didn't have that other info. The same with you, you know. And it's like, it's, so we can't fault ourselves. It's like the term. <laughs> it's it's like the phrase like. I will make a judgment when all the results are in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm gonna live this life with knowing what I know in that moment. Yeah. And when new shit comes along, then exactly. And then that new shit might even me be waking up one morning and realizing like this marriage was a horrible idea which I did which we yeah. she and I both did and yeah, yeah, that's what yeah I,
1: exactly yeah. but like it did also get a lot of people off my back because you know people get, get on you about getting married like the first, oh, once you get the first one out of sure. the way
0: people chill out and then if you get divorced <laughs> then they're like don't don't rush into anything
1: no yeah exactly like I, I'm i in a great partnership right now but like luckily everyone's like we're gonna let Jenna do what she wants yes like, and you I'm earned like yeah it. you will
0: that's perfect yeah that. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> don't mean to get personal but amicable divorce or bad no no No, no, yeah i had to houdini
1: the shit out of that oh well then let's yeah it was good we can talk about yeah we'll talk about it but yeah i'll tell the story if you want um yeah i had houdini hardcore no shit shit. Yeah. yeah how long ago was this Four and a half years ago, maybe almost five, almost five years ago. Wow. Yeah. So I was old enough. I was 29. If the whole thing was five months, met the guy. Three months later, got married. Two months later, Gonzo. So it was like I legally dated a crazy person. That's why, like, because I've had longer relationships that have affected me more than that.
0: That's the thing about crazy people, though. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. They are good at <laughs> yes. seeming not crazy. Yes,
1: they are. Until they have what they want. You know.
0: Ooh, I am it was sorry. Crazy. No, it's so, And oh, also, I'm glad badass. that you're. Yeah. I feel Fuckin very hardcore. Right, you're like a <laughs> yeah. magician slash yeah. ninja I got this slash. Actually,
1: right after I got out, I got Harry Houdini's signature Fuck tattooed you. on my arm. not that tight? Like right I, after I got out.
0: It's right on your <laughs> bicep. I didn't get the word hairy, just Harry, just Harry Houdini's, Houdini's signature. signature. Tight, Girl. <laughs> you're badass. <laughs> That's some badass. That's some next-level badassery right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like,
1: it's nuts. I'll definitely, I'd love to, we'll talk, you know, we about have the to. story. That's, it's, that's a good And that's the thing, too. And people always ask me, they're like, okay, well, do you still, like, believe in love and marriage? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's that's why I did it. I believe in partnership, right. but it's
0: like, I didn't know they was nuts. And also, we're not fucking psychic as people, right? Yeah, 100%. So we meet a person, and we're at a state in our life and they're at a state in their life and a thing can transpire mm-hmm. yeah
1: and i had some shit to learn about myself too like i had no idea i was that badass i had no idea i had it in me to like
0: well maybe you needed that just to prove it i did it to i
1: 100 did i did and to i think, get like, that
0: fucking tattoo yeah isn't that sick i'm jealous <laughs> as fuck <laughs> of that tattoo are you kidding me <laughs> It's, it's, it's so good. I'm blushing. So Serious. Thank you.
1: It's so great. I remember, like, I went to the tattoo parlor, like, on East in East Hollywood, and I was like, I need a Harry Houdini signature, and it like, it took twenty seconds. It's not that big, you know. But but it's it was, like, so good. It's, it was like very. Cause I used to, my nickname in high school was Houdini. I used to be able to like, I would escape parties, like, if I was like someplace uh, that I didn't want to be.
0: I am the classic Irish yeah. exeter. Yes, yeah.
1: which is so much nicer than being like, okay, bye, 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 bye. I mean, bye,
0: bye, bye. I'm married to a person that has to say goodbye to everyone single person before she leaves a place which is adorable but I am I'm just like uh, I'll see in the car <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this I don't, I don't want, to want to do, do this I don't want to do this no, I don't want to interrupt oh. your party you keep doing your thing We'll talk tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here, but we're okay. 100%. Yeah. I saw Paul Simon at the Hollywood Bowl a couple nights ago. You it went? So, huh? It was awesome. The we finale. The like night. the yeah. end,
0: the last two?
1: He's so great. He's so Also great. the bowl. I mean. Yeah. It was so Jesus. good. It was so cool. But like, it was great. We're with like a group of four different couples. And like, the ones with kids vanished. They who D need so hard. Yeah. Like, I didn't even see them leave. And yeah. I was like, I get it. No hard feelings. I was like, oh, you have a babysitter. I don't care. We don't have to hug. We don't have to do this. You know, like, see ya.
0: Text me tomorrow. Text me in
1: a couple days. I don't give a shit. Thanks for the gummies. Yo. Hit it at the right time. Mm. Everything's fine.
0: Nothing like a... (laughs) <laughs> Nothing like a good gummy that hits it, like oh, hits at the right, God. at the right time.
1: Exactly. Just show up at the bowl and hallucinate. Paul Simon's there. Oh, God. His, so yeah, He yeah, was a good it show. It was too. a great show. Yeah, he's just so like, God.
0: Storyteller. Yes, total storyteller. I mean, big time. Yeah, hardcore. Well, what's interesting about writing and storytelling uh, is the expectation on whether or not you will be writing material from your own life or not, or inspired by your own life. And I know, like I always said, because I went to college for creative writing. Oh, awesome. And there was always the encouragement to, like, write what you know. Yeah. And I was like, that's not why I became a writer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I know all the stuff yes. that I know, and I'm bored by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to write about stuff that I don't know. Yeah. And if that forces me to have to, like, fucking research something, then great. I'll do that at that point. But, like, wow. I don't want to write about my own life. I think live storytelling does have, like, that element where it's like it is you but it's not you and it is a a true story but it's like not because you still sort of fit it into like a, a three act structure you still sort of fit it into like it's like someone wins someone loses these are the stakes this is what gets lost so it still has to like be filtered through something yeah which is interesting
1: you right. it's almost like you zoom out and you're looking at yourself from like a bird's eye view yeah because you're like oh there's that person just marching into this treacherous situation totally. <laughs> unaware and then we watch it but I think that's a, the best thing about storytelling is when as soon as you have perspective because we know like the, ther- the therapy style versus the storytelling yes. style yeah. and I love the story Telling when like you have that view of yourself where it's like so 22 year old Jenna was you know or
0: Joe yeah reflecting back and I also think it's important to like well okay so there's if you're especially if you're reflecting back in a story Mm -hmm. where you're talking about your past self and then you're telling it as your current self this idea of like a lesson having been learned or like what I knew after that I think that there's like a like the statute of limitations there's like i think up to the point when you get up to the mic you can still suddenly realize the lesson you learned from that story i don't think there's like a timestamp stamp on that and i don't mind stories where people learned valuable lessons in the moment I am not a person that learns a lot of valuable lessons in the moment. Yeah, you're not full house. You're not like, yeah. Yeah, I don't like get to the end of the episode and and I'm like, well, here's (laughs) what I know now. 100%. And it's not like I haven't made the same fucking stupid mistake. Not not two times, not three times, but like ten fucking times. But you're this person still. But I'm this person. Yeah. And it takes a long time to undo your bad behavior. And it's not one story that's going to be like, and then I never maxed out my credit cards ever again
1: totally yes or shit my pants somewhere or I shouldn't sh- I have like so many stories that someone was like oh did you tell this shit story I was like no I told this one." I'm like oh you have more than one I'm like dude I got five
0: I have, I have two s- at least I have a solid I, two yeah
1: because people like us like you don't just have one if you have one you have many right? also like-
0: <laughs> let me just say in defense of stories about shitting your pants that's not a thing you can really plan for. Because sometimes bi- biology just like takes hold. Yes, exactly. Biology and circumstance collide, and, you're, like, and you're at the mercy of... I'm a grown-up, you know? Oh, and it's like, Yeah, man. but those are like... The entire UCLA undergrad track team walked in on me at the track Batman's room, no. naked from the waist oh. da- down, washing my jogging shorts in the sink. Because I had shit in them.
1: <laughs> so funny. What's up, guys? You gotta, uh, yeah. We your time trials in? Okay, good. Occupational yeah. <laughs> magic.
0: How's everybody doing? Be- you guys get your electrolytes in? Great. Good. Gotta go.
1: Beat those Trojans, oh you know? Oh, my like- God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: uh, funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was my... 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 Uh, my... Most recent classic incident.
1: Yeah. I know. I think even... Oh, gosh. Yeah. As soon as you feel like, oh, I should have learned better, like it, it yeah. happens again. I remember I shoe my pants on La Cienega driving to meet a, a friend of mine who's a pastor. And I, I went straight to my chiropractor's office on Sunset. And I was like, thank God. You have, oh. you have, thank God I had, like, track pants in my trunk. Because oh, that's yeah. what you do. In L.A., you just have shit in your car that well, you can use. Uh,
0: also... <laughs> The possibility of being in traffic long enough to have to shit or piss is so possible. Have you ever heard Nick Kroll's story about shitting on the freeway? No. It's priceless. Oh my god. And normally I like uh, as a dude, I think there is something to like a female telling a story about shitting her pants where it's like a novelty. I think a dude telling a story about shitting their pants is like, well, yeah, of course you did. You're gross. Men are gross. Um, And I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. But then if a lady it.
0: Nick Curl tells this story about the sort of gradual build when he's he's stuck in traffic on the 10 or something, I think. And how it just gets to this, because it gets to like a a point of emergence.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where it's like,
0: If like there's no other option but for me to let go,
1: mm-hmm. or explode, or Or explode. you hurt yourself. Yeah, you
0: like pop. You start bleeding internally. Yeah. yeah are you kidding understand. me? Yeah. I'd rather not. That's
1: so funny. Oh. Those are some of my favorites too, because there's something just so primal about it. You know. I
0: I just think it's like one of it's like a, that's one of those human. It's a human thing, and I think like blue humor, like definitely like. Shit, humor, and whatever. All right. It's been like run its course and it's been overused, and like a lot of people, a lot of performers rely on it. And definitely, like in the realm of like Tales of Male folly, it can go horribly wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: I think it's like a fine line yeah. that has to be tread. But I do think it's one of those like follies of humanity where it's like you could do everything right in your day, in your health regiment plan everything to a T and you can still shit your pants. Yeah. It could just happen. It could just happen so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think those I, and I think you know I, I hope at some and I know now we're definitely in a place where with storytelling about folly yeah. and I think like it's important to me to like really define what folly is to really define and like vulnerability and like where it's not a choice that we're making for sympathy where it's like especially with men where it's like something that we're just being um, there's an
1: earnestness about it too. Yeah. Like, you know, we are like, you know, I think this is the way to do it. And then either it is or it's not. Yes. And then it's kind of that yeah. naivete that's very yeah. relatable because none of us are like experts at everything. None of them let most alone of us romance are like romantic
0: flirting. And, I mean, that's you know? the shit, yeah, right? Where, yeah, where we exactly. are not. I'm like, oh, I have no. Dear God. Yeah, I have no game. Or but, no, I, but I think, like, in particular, we're in a place where men. We had to be really careful about what we say.
1: Mm-hmm, totally.
0: Which I'm happy to. And that is legit. I mean, this show used to be called Boys Will Be Boys, and I definitely changed that when Trump got elected. Or like right like right around that locker room talk bullshit. I was just like, "Now I get it because here's the here's the kicker is that I will consider myself as a man like hip to Oh yeah equality yes, uh, and of the course. feminist movement. Yes, yeah, feminist. I remember when we first started the show and it was called Boys Will Be Boys. A couple people were like that title like is a little bit like oh. and I was like, "No, no, that they get it. They'll know." Yeah. And looking back on it, I'm like, "Oh, that was like my fucking white privilege talking." They'll just get it. Yeah. They'll just know. And the reality is, no, they won't. Mm-hmm. No, they won't. So, like, and on its own, that can just be offensive.
1: Because mm-hmm. you're at the different connotations where it's kind of like, oh, we fucked up because we're, yeah. you know, we fucked up. And I think versus- that moment
0: was the moment where I realized, like, that's real folly. Is like, me admitting, like, no, they won't know. And I am horror, like, I am just another white dude who, like, is so, has been so programmed by his own privilege. There's so much
1: programming. Don't know any better.
0: We're not, don't know any better, but, like, I'm learning. I have to relearn.
1: Oh, 100%. I feel like everyone's in this scope right now, too, just, like, looking at the socioeconomic privilege, you know, and like racial and it's like, it's so bad. Yeah, It's so bad now. You know, we're like, even some of my I remember, even when I told the story about the, you know, getting the near happy ending, someone afterwards hit me up and was like you were assaulted and I was like, no, no I was down. You know, but they were like, they tried to tell me that I was assaulted and I was like, I get that there's a space for that. Yeah.
0: But But your story, like that's that particular story right now could be pretty divisive.
1: Oh, 100%. It is now, because it's a corporation, if I would have left that room and gone to corporate, I probably would have a huge settlement and be living in Malibu right now. But, I didn't go that route. Is it
0: too late? I know, is it
1: too late? But then, like, of course, this storyteller in me was like... I, I didn't feel it but we're living in different times now where it's like I mean I'm not a whistleblower you know but I remember like it's it is interesting like you look at it different you know yeah. well, I don't feel like it was assault but then after like the Me Too stuff came out and people were talking about like oh someone touched my boob at a concert I'm like okay get some real fucking problems you know like like I, you know as a I female mean, who survived stand up for so long like yeah, totally. shit happens
0: yeah. Mo has I, said that too I know that as a white dude I can't say that I mean I think the only time in recent memory that I totally rolled my eyes was that one... I And I think every dude has gotten what they deserve. Yeah, but Aziz. Like, Aziz, for yeah. sure. But also, uh, actually with the Aziz one, I was a little bit like, yeah, definitely leave the apartment. Yeah. But also... Aziz, read Get some a game. fucking book. Get some game, bro. Get some game. You're a fucking millionaire, famous person. Yeah, don't do that. Like, leave the models a, alone. That's the problem with celebrities. <laughs> like, Don't rest on your laurels, buddy. Like, Learn how to fucking do it.
1: And That's the time we live in right now. There
0: was the accuser that said that she felt like Louis C.K. was masturbating when she was on the phone with him. Oh, okay. And I was just a little bit like, eh. Yeah. Hang up the phone or yeah. like... Was he like? I don't know. There's just yeah. like that was to, that was to me like the abuse of the the movement mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it was like no, I, there are there systematic. are systematic hair girls. Asia Argenta, like legit got yes. raped by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So let's like yeah. say careers,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. Like-
0: or like Mira Sorvina. like yes. Yeah.
1: You're exactly right. Where it's like that, I think is the conversation because that's a different one yeah. about like Aziz and like how to date and how to woo a lady. Yeah. Dude, you're like what forty, and and that's what's so that is so interesting. When I read that, I was like, oh god, this feel, reads like a dating story. Yeah. Not even one that would be funny in a show. Yeah. Like if I went to that show and I was like, hey, so I got a funny story about the Parks and Rec guy. Yeah. Like it's not that funny.
0: Yeah.
1: I know she's not trying to be funny. She's actually trying to like, you know, but it's it's a dating story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm seemed heartless for that. Well, um,
0: I'm certain that I could be, like, accused of something in this conversation.
1: Or I could accuse others of much worse, but I'm not, you know?
0: I just think, like, it's a, yeah, it's a super tender time. We all got to be, like, really careful. And so I'm, we're, we're definitely conscious of it. Like, I'm definitely conscious of it at the show. Yeah.
1: Well, then that's good, though. Particular. Because, like, you're right, especially having, um, as males and females are now both, there's a lot more, like, a self-examination going on. Yeah. You know, with, like, yeah. oh, why did I do that? Why yeah. did I march into this situation? Yeah. Thinking everything's going to be okay when it's definitely not. Yeah. You know? And I think...
0: The story uh, about the happy ending. Yes. He- you went back, right? I did, yeah.
1: I did, because I was still still single, and I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, that was, like... And I told the story. Because
0: he was... He knew what he was doing. Yes, yeah. And he was pretty good.
1: And I only got a 15-minute massage. So the bell rang, nothing nothing happened, if you will. Yeah. And so I, I left, and I remember... I went immediately to see Magic Mike, because it was in theaters. That's how long ago this was. Magic Mike was in theaters on the promenade. Oh. And I remember being, like... Either I I can't tell anyone. Because I don't or know I what to you would say. to tell everyone. We're to tell everyone, and I was like, I chose everyone. I chose, and I told the story on stage."
0: But it, I, this story could not could not have been captured
1: It's oh god, I, exactly because it's one of those things that people are like, "No, it doesn't happen," you know, and but but then it does. Just kidding, it does. Yeah, but I think I, so. I went back, so oh, so I won a moth story slam in the meantime of this. Yeah. And so the with theme, this story, no, I used this one in the grand slam because the theme was um, fall from grace. Awesome. And so, which I looked up, I was like, what does that mean? And it was like, A fall after a period of good behavior, and I had not gotten a massage in like six months because I was like, I don't know if I can go back. Yeah. And so I drank like two blue moons, and I called the place again, and I was like, Is this guy still working there? And they're like, No, he knows he's no longer with the company. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he fingered a whistleblower and got canned. Yeah. You know. So and they were like, Oh, this but Randy's available. So I was like, Perfect. So I'm like, All right, I'm going back because I wanted to get the end of the story that I could th- th- again circling back to everything we do is for a bucket story. And so I was like, I need a tag for this Story Slam story. So I go, I like have another beer and I like go to the um, massage place. It's very, very fancy. And it's Randy with an eye. It was like a 65 year old Slovenian, like this woman built like a linebacker, jack-o'-lantern teeth. And she's like, Jenner, all right, let's get into it. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. And that's the end of the story. Where it's like, (laughs) and now I only see female masseuses like on principle, you know, no offense. Male masseuses, you guys are great. Most of you are very legit. Oh,
0: Randy with it It was one eye. of those things where
1: I was like, oh, that's funny. Of course, he's probably in jail. Like, who knows where he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost yeah. his certification. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's such a fun story to tell because it is like, a, it's one of those things where you're like, uh, an unlikely hero. <laughs>
0: totally. <laughs> you know? Well, and also, you know, it is in a time, especially now when we're... You know, not inundated, but where there are unfortunately too many stories about victimization. Yes, yes. uh, Uh huh. There is something empowering about your story where you're like, I decided. Uh, You know, yeah,
1: yeah, because I think right, like, as you know, I was like on the verge, massage ends, as I'm leaving, he told me, he hands me his business card and he's like, I make house calls. And I was like, oh my god, am I the hottest girl in the world? No, this guy's a fucking prostitute. And so then I had this like realization, I was like, I just paid for that. I'd have been dollars for like that. And then if I invite him to my house, like that's actually like I'm a John. I'm like in my 20s. I'm a John. Like this is sex, this is pain for sex acts. And I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not there yet. And it was a nice thing to realize about myself that I was like, no, no, you still got it, Jenna. Not- you don't need to do this. No, you don't. I'm there will be no dollars exchanged. Also,
0: no judgment if you have.
1: Exactly. And there's a place for that too. Oh, you there's a been place a John for that. So what if I was a John. Funny. Yeah. I was like, I'm Richard Gare, he's doing. Roberts but I, I but I had that to have that moment Maybe with Maybe this is your next movie. Oh my god, 100%, yeah, yeah. right? Like, the acci- the accidental John <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, starring Amanda Seyfried. Like, someone like that, right? Oh <laughs> god,
0: it's so genius. Yeah. So I that's, love it. Yeah,
1: so that's like, you know, the beautiful thing about those stories is like, I ended up going back because I needed a,
0: an end to the story. Oh and there god. we are. And there we are. <laughs> there we are. Okay. Shit, well that's fantastic. Yes. This was so delightful. This delighted. is so great.
1: Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Margot, for, thank you, Margo, for <laughs> all you've done. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and thank you. Yes, thank you so, so much. So next show, you'll have to do a for your future show. I have
1: a life, my have? Lifetime movies airing this month. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Wait, I just found out it's airing on the main Lifetime channel. It's called A Sister's Obsession. So if you have Lifetime, set a record.
0: remind me again because we've talked about it. But it's about is it oh. about yeah?
1: Let's so it's go. like a twin, two twins yeah. separated from an orphanage. One raised in the system. One raised by a, like a nice family. And it's like a stolen identity thriller. The bad one comes after the good one and like kills her friends. like tries to fuck Jennifer her husband. Riding Riding at, yes, exactly. So oh. talk about like out of genre. You it's know. Perfect. Yeah. So it's good. So keep an eye out for that.
0: On Lifetime, on the On
1: Lifetime Network, yeah, yeah. Did yeah.
0: mm-hmm. you you went to set too, right? I
1: did, yeah. I flew yeah. to Vancouver, went to set. It was so emotional. Oh my gosh, so I wrote the whole thing in my pajamas, you know, in my little studio apartment in and Venice. And then,
0: like, all of a sudden, you're there, and you're like, yeah, this is a thing.
1: It's a Very thing, and cool. the, the crew was amazing, and they got Lindsay Hartley as the star, and she's from Passions. She's amazing. She's an amazing yeah. actor, but she had such heavy lifting because she played both twins, <laughs> and they shot the whole thing in twelve days, and she's playing the two. And I was like, watching it happen, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. really cool. yeah. an like, eye it.
0: What's the title again? A,
1: a Sister's Obsession. Yes. Love awesome. Thank you so Thank much. Hey, Jennifer. Yes, Thanks, City Tavern. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Tales of Male Folly. If you dug what you heard, please subscribe and/or rate us below. If you hated what you heard, tell us what we did wrong so we can try to appease your unreasonable expectations. JK haters! Tales of Male Folly, the podcast, is a Hat Beard production that can also be found on the Extra Credit Network. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Pippa, and Spotify. Our live shows, produced at various venues in and around L.A. by me, Tower, with the help of Alex Gradette and Brian Weiss. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. For even more details and where and when to see one of our live shows, peep us at www.talesofmalefolly.com or email talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram, but not Twitter. Twitter is for trolls and white supremacists. We all know that. Twitter is dead. Thanks for listening.